Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. This is the Man Up Podcast, podcast number 69. And man, are we glad you're here. It's rowdy tonight. And where is here? Here is Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Texas. So if you go ahead and grab a globe, spin it around. If you're lucky or just one of the fortunate people, you'll hit Texas. And the southeast side is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. And that is where we're at. This is Man Up. And we are a spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys. And we're all on this spiritual journey together. The great thing about this particular podcast is that we get together as men and we talk about a Bible story and you get all these different viewpoints. And it's not the church answer. So... I want to make sure that you know we are on iTunes. You can see our archive on SoundCloud. We also have a Facebook page, and we have a website as manupspiritualoasis.com. So, and we have a full house, and it is rowdy. I had to almost call security to get this thing started. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce the panel real quick. And then I'm going to let them give their summary because this is a man program. So it's unlike anything else out there. When you listen to this program, we'll give you the summary up front. You decide if you want to listen. Hey, that's what we do here at Man Up. So, And this is a great panel tonight. We have Mr. Steve Titch. He's a policy writer, a professional gambler, and a regular panelist. And... Joining us once again, and he's just a brilliant guy, a regular member of Man Up Adult Bible Fellowship. We call him the genius. Kerry Cooley is here. And regular member. <laughs> we have, he's a logistics guy, but he is a natural evangelist. Once you hear him, you'll <laughs> never forget him. Mr. Earl Lloyd has joined us. Yeah, we don't either. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. And our insurance guy, he's also our class deacon, Mr. Kyle Trahan. And we have an attorney. You can't do anything in the U.S. anymore without an attorney. But he's also a prosecutor. We call him the judge. He could defend you or he could throw the book at you. Once again, Mr. Michael Cropper. My name is Bill Cox. And I'm just a basic sales guy, writer, and actor, and I am the host of Man Up. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, start off with uh, Mr. Steve Titch. Uh, thank you. Um, well, Joseph, uh, the story of Joseph and his uh, misadventures with his brothers and his trip to Egypt and kind of his whole... Well, there is an arc here. This is what I found interesting about the story. I mean, Joseph is considered a hero of the Bible, rightfully so. He's got his own uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. There you go. The, and, but there's, what's interesting in the story is, is uh, not only what the scripture tells us, but also the, 
you, we see Joseph grow. He has a character arc here, and, uh, and I hope to look at that a bit as we, as we go through the lesson. Excellent. Kerry Cooley. Um, well, my interesting thing about Joseph to me is, um, obviously, he's, like, he's about the only guy in the entire, all of Egypt and Canaan, apparently, at this point, that's not running around sinning all over the place, it seems like. <laughs> and, uh, right. And so not only is he the youngest and, the, and his dad's favorite, but and it doesn't really explain, I mean, he's a dreamer and he can interpret dreams, but the one thing it doesn't really explain is where did he get his managerial experiences? You know, he's obviously a good manager. Nowhere really does it ever explain how that happened. He just was really good at it. Well, but, he was, but he was 17 years old when he got <laughs> ran off, when he got yeah. sold off. So it's not like he grew and had a lot of experience at doing it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. so gonna, hey, that, that, that's a meatball we're going to dig into a little bit later on. Mr. Erloid, welcome. Sibling rivalries have been around from the beginning of time. <laughs> yeah. Right off the gate, right off the shoot, Cain and Abel. So it's no, this is just another story that God has made. And uh, just as the story may mention, what intended, God intended it, it for good. And no matter what ha happens, even in our own lives, it's all good. Kyle Trahan. I'm skipping my spot. I want to hear the rest. Oh, okay. <laughs> Judge. All right, folks. Yes, we're here again. Uh, reminder, last week we covered, uh, these are two of the most colorful stories in the Bible. Last week we covered Abraham and Isaac, and uh, Kyle led us in that, that particular story and study in our class, which Bill's referred to often. And uh, this week, again, is, is the most one of the most colorful stories re regarding Jacob, the 11th son of uh, Joseph, the 11th son of Jacob. They had, they both start with J, Steve. God, get those cross up. Anyway, uh, Joseph is the 11th son. Uh, there is not only rivalry and jealousy here among the brothers, there is also rivalry and jealousy among the, the mothers but we won't go into that very much. Jacob is, Joseph is the son of uh, the most favored mother or wife of Jacob. His mother is Rachel. And there are 10, ten kids that precede Rachel having a baby. Uh, they are, uh, Jacob has the first babies with Leah, the older sister to Rachel. Then their handmaids. She was uh, like the ugly. Yes. I mean, yeah. I said it's Sunday school. Right, right. He wanted Rachel. You wanted Rachel. Right. That's right. And he didn't want the other three. If you want to be right, absolutely. The other three are like, hey, kids But but he's not. Finally, went got what I wanted. Yeah. With when Leah and Rachel give their handmaid to Jacob, he's going to say no. Right. <laughs> they didn't twist his arm. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I am sleepy. <laughs> but anyway, right. now there we have some, uh, it's a great story, and, and uh, as uh, I think Steve ap so aptly presented, or, or Earl brought up, uh, the end of the question coming from this, and we may address during the uh, story, is does God place us in difficult circumstances? <coughs> does he actually place us in those difficult events? Or is he just <coughs> allowing you to go through them and then walk with you through them to get you through them? 
Excellent. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and read the actual scripture that we are taking from this lesson. We're in the Connect 360 Rescue and Redemption, and this is Genesis 37:14 through 28. So he said to him, Go and see if all is well with your brothers with the flocks, and bring word back to me. Then he set him off from the valley of Hebron. When Joseph arrived at Shechem, a man found him wandering around the fields and asked him, What are you looking for? He replied, I'm looking for my brothers. Can you tell me where they're grazing their flocks? They have moved on from here, the man answered. I heard them say, Let's go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them near Dothan. But they saw him in the distance, and before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. Here comes that dreamer, they said to each other. Come now. Let's kill him and throw him into one of those cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. When Reuben heard this, he tried to rescue him from their hands. Let's not take his life, he said. Don't shed any blood. Throw him into the cistern here in the desert, but don't lay a hand on him. Reuben said this to rescue him from them and take him back to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the richly ornamented robe he was wearing. And they took him and threw him into the cistern. Now the cistern was empty. There's no water in it. As they sat down to eat their meal, they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were loaded with spices, balm, and myrrh, and they were on their way to take them down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, What will we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him. After all, he's our brother, our own flesh and blood. His brothers agreed. So when the Midianite merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph up out of the cistern and sold him for 20 shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt. Now Genesis 50, 15 through 21. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph, saying, Your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins that the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Do you want to touch on a few scriptures before we start talking about the lesson on why the the other reasons he hated him so much, and if you want to, you're welcome to read right here. Remember, you read this. And go ahead, go ahead and read that. You want to read? Go that? ahead and take care of it. Okay, Mike. folks, this is just an introduction, a little more about Joseph. One, the, the, the first thing that comes to my mind on this uh, lesson that we're talking about is why, how could his brothers hate him so much? And we looked at the scriptures just previous to what Bill read to you. The, the scriptures that he read starts at. Genesis 37:14 through 28, and I'm going to read just a few scriptures from Genesis 37:1 through 12. Now, Jacob dwelt in the land, uh, in the land where his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. Once again, Jacob is Joseph's father. Uh, now, this is history of Jacob. 
Joseph was then 17 years old, and we said he's his youngest son. He's 11th son. The 12th has not been born yet. But being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers, and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah. They are the two handmaids we mentioned earlier uh, that belong to Leah, the, o- the older wife, uh, versus Rachel, the younger wife. So we're talking stepbrothers. Yes, yes. Yeah, well, he, all, he was only with them. <coughs> and I guess the other thing to keep in mind is it isn't like a even a large family today. Probably yes. most of these guys were close to the same age. They could. Some of them could have been... You know, the, the you know, both oh, of them could have been between, lives. Right, between right. twenty-two and, and nineteen. There could have been seven or eight of them right. because they they were not necessarily born in succession <coughs> one after each other. And his mama was Rachel, and he favored Rachel absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, if you, you, you want to leave, if you want to leave, you want to leave that up. Mm-hmm. You, you 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 could you could go that route. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You could you you could go that route. No question. Uh, the biggest thing here, the biggest thing in this lesson. Not only, okay, that's the beginning of it. The end of it, I, I got to touch on it because I got to leave in about 15 minutes. The, the end of it is what gets me the most. And, and you can go back and always ask, always ask, always try to put myself in these stories. Who was the favorite child in your family? It was five sisters and you one brother. I don't know how many siblings you had on the map. But who was the favorite of you? And on the flip side, do you have a favorite child? Do you have a favorite child? Is one of Natalie or... Bill, uh, uh, Bill Jr., which one of your favorites? I mean, uh, just, just a ponder, just a ponder, just a ponder. But let me, let me just say this point. He, the, the, the biggest thing we go to obstacles, God allows us to go through op- obstacles. And you have to always remember Job, chapter 38 of Job. Always remember that before you start asking God why you're going through whatever you're going through. But he got, and all you're getting is it talks about in Proverbs, and all you're getting is get an understanding. And he got it. If you read verse 20, the, uh, verse 20, what, what did he say in verse 20? Which chapter? Uh, the, uh, uh, well, chapter just, 50. Chapter 50. What do verse 19 and 20? Read, read verse 19 and 20 again. Here comes that dreamer, they said to each other. No, 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 no. Right here. Next one. 19 and 20. Don't be afraid. But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. We have to. We have to. The bottom line, we got to get an understanding in all our goodness. I always tell you the story. Me coming a man up was the, I, I, I never knew, I never, where I am now is like, wow. And, and I got God, how God just, go back and dissect some stories in your own life and, and, and see where God took you and then where you at now. It, it breaks down just similar in the story. And it talks about acts. God make every story. And what does the Bible say about everything that God made is what? Good. 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 That's good. I, that word in verse 20, good, that is translated from Hebrew. It is the same Hebrew word that's used in Genesis 1 <coughs> where God creates the heaven and the earth mm-hmm. several times and saw it was good. Mm-hmm. Same, that mm-hmm. idea of good coming from chaos. God, right. I mean, we well, get back to the And, you know, sometimes, theme here. you know, things happen to us that mm-hmm. are horrendous. You lost a wife very early in your relationship. And things sometimes we just can't even comprehend. But it changes us and makes us into something. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we never know what good came Mm -hmm. of it. I look at a friend of ours that had cancer, terminal. She Mm -hmm. passed several Mm -hmm. years ago. Most wonderful woman in the Mm -hmm. world. I remember her. I remember her. Uh, Yeah. I stayed over here. uh, uh, Susan uh, Rosenberg. Yes. Yes. I remember her. I remember her. Yes. 
Uh, Susan Vinicor. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And she had one of the most wonderful outlooks on life. Mm -hmm. She was the most upbeat woman. Mm -hmm. She mm -hmm. could barely stand half mm -hmm. the darn time. Right. But the glory and the wonder that this woman brought into uh, the hospital, the, the situation she had to be in time and time again, the people that she could have brought good to, mm -hmm. and we look at it and Amen. go, God, why did she have to go through that? Amen. Because we don't see it, but we also don't see all of those people she touched with that mm -hmm. wonderful well, the Christian the good out of the bad. Christian philosopher Kierkegaard said, uh, "Life Who? must be lived forward, but it can only be understood backwards." And that's mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. illustrated here in Genesis oh, life. Oh, yeah, it's, it's your, but it's your. You've been saying for the last few weeks the there's idea a, of you're the spoke you're in the, the wheel, spoke, you, but <laughs> you don't know what you don't necessarily know. <laughs> it it, it, exactly. it continues on, yeah. but you don't know which one you are. We're put here to serve God's mm -hmm. purpose, mm -hmm. not our own, not our right? Own. Not our own. Amen. If we yield to him and he guides us with his Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. then we learn in the process, mm -hmm. right? Now, once again, the question is, does God place us in these difficult situations or does he take, them through, take us through with it? Take us through them. It's well, the caterpillar uh, and the yeah, butterfly. Yeah, 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 right. well, it has to be yes to both. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yes. yes. Uh, that's that's kind of right. There's a song out. There's a song out, uh, and this, this, the lyric in the song should be our everyday prayer. God, open up our eyes. Open the eyes of our hearts. We mm. want to see you. Mm -hmm. We want to see you. Yeah, right. And the only way we could, we could, we could dig through some of this stuff is that we gotta have the eyes of God. There, there is a, the, the money chapter, which we don't cover in this lesson, but it's very important, I think, to, to holding it together, is in chapter 39. And Joseph gets sold into slavery, uh, and at first he does very well. He, he, becomes, he becomes steward to uh, a high official named Potiphar. Uh, but then gets in trouble. His wife sets him. Potiphar's wife sets right, him up. He right. ends up in prison. But in chapter thirty-nine, you get that story. I'm not going to read yeah. the whole thing. But mm -hmm. chapter thirty-nine, two, the Lord was with Joseph, and he prospered, mm -hmm. and he lived in the house of the of his Egyptian master. Now, good stuff is happening. Mm -hmm. The Lord is with him. Mm -hmm. Later on in that chapter, down by verse twenty-one, mm -hmm. he gets thrown in jail. Mm -hmm. The Lord was with him. Mm -hmm. And then again, it's repeated in verse 23. The Lord was with him. So, now Joseph may not have seen this, but, never but, the, but the, 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 the narrator, the storyteller, is telling us the Lord is with him through this. Which, which you know, it, it does validate even that kind of Sunday school thing. You know, oh, you're going through a bad time, but the Lord is with you. It says so right here. I, I, you know, I believe that he has to know that, that God was with him because how he got thrown in jail by... Remember the woman came in and like, yeah. he practically right. seduced him, right. and he ran. Yeah. I mean, he ran. So I, I believe he knew, uh, and that was just the act of God. He, he had to know that God oh, had to be with him. And he was well, still I don't think he knew it that long. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I guarantee you. Well, tell me but nonetheless, nonetheless it's, it's he's through the high and the low. God was not God was not with him when he got favored and were left when he didn't. God, and, and that I think is I think that is key to understanding because some people have that misunderstanding that my when good things happen it comes from God because I'm a good guy. Well, right. let's, and, let's, and, let's, and, let's, let's go back. Let's go back. He, God, God was with him when he got into Steve, when he got into Reuben. And he I told think, Reuben I, stopped them from killing him. I think, the, God re was I think the reason why they said God was with him is because he acted confidently. Every step he acted confidently and he wasn't a whiner. 
He didn't, you don't hear him bargaining or anything. He took it and he knew, he felt God was with him. This was his path. And that is, that is how, because I, I Dude, think I, that I, was, I, 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 think, I think, think about I, I footprints about in the that. sand I, though. The, the footprints in the sand is what I think of because, you know, why weren't you there? You know, there's two tracks running down, then all of a sudden there's one. Well, God's carrying me at that point. Right. Well, that's, and, that's, and, that's, and right. I am just with him. He's I, right there but with but me. But Joseph never, never, Joseph never complained. He never, like he, he never, said, no, he I like that. Never complained. We, we never that's very true. The lady that he talked about, Vinegar, Susan Vinegar, never complained. My, Susan mom, was, Vinegar, my mom was yes. sick for oh, yeah. 30 years with muscular sclerosis, and she always had peace about it. She never complained, mm-hmm. man. And this is this is just a sign. Of, mm-hmm. I mean, you That's can draw right. inspiration off this story and the Vinegar story, my mom's story. People who go through obstacles mm-hmm. and they never complain, never complain. Mm-hmm. It's a I, 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 it, it certainly certainly he just doesn't complain. But I we we don't know. I I can I can see equally see that he was not sure what was going on. He held it together, right. which I think we see as part of his character. But this is what I get into what I was saying earlier. I don't think it all comes together for him till toward the end of his life or toward the toward the end. Even there's even some events with his brothers before we get to the final forgiveness that indicate he's still he still has issues. Nonetheless, I I, I, I think I think he may have been questioning um, like everybody does. Where has the Lord gone? He wouldn't be human if he didn't Mm -hmm. question, but he He, knew to keep his mouth shut. He he had he had to dissect as he go through chapter 38 and 39. There were one thing after the next. There were one thing after the next happening to him. And as as things happen to us, we ask ourselves, you know, we, we try to piece that puzzle together as to what's going on here. You, you cry out to God or whatever else is going on. But, you know, you, you may be right. I don't know when did he when, when did it all come together. But we know by verse 20, by the time his brothers found him, it had came together for him. And he said, look, don't God has been good through, through all of this. I'm not mad at y'all. What, what mm-hmm. is intended to harm, mm-hmm. it turned out to be a good thing. That's right. That's right. We're in the story of Joseph. This is Podcast 69. This is the man up. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with our discussion, and we're going to talk about those brothers a little bit. You are listening to the Man Up Podcast, spiritual oasis for men. Just like any muscle, we feel the faith muscle must be exercised. And here we do it real authentic, the Man Up way. Not pastors, just regular guys, each on a unique spiritual journey. Thanks for joining us. Deep questions and discussions you won't hear anywhere else, especially in today's climate. Missed an episode? They are archived. Free for you to select on SoundCloud. We come to you from the Man Up Studios at Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Houston, Texas, in the United States. Have a question or comment, or want to book a speaker or group and have Man Up come to you? Contact us on our Facebook page, Gigmasters, or WMA Cox at Comcast.net. And now, back to fellows of Man Up. And welcome back. This is Man Up. Man Up Podcast number 69. Here we are in Sugarland, Texas, Sugarland Baptist Church. This is Man Up, based on the Adult Bible Fellowship here at Sugarland Baptist Church. We're a men's only group. And what we do is we get together and we talk about the lessons. We're not pastors, we're just regular guys. But we're also on this spiritual journey, and we hope that you are too. 
the vast majority of people that <clears throat> go do men's ministry things, a lot of it is service oriented and that is great. But in this group, we're trying to feed the lead dog. So that's what we're doing here. So we're in the uh, <clears throat> lesson two, God uh, intended for good. We're story of Joseph. Mike was going to read some additional uh Scriptures and we went down a rabbit hole, but go ahead and uh, we, we went down a rabbit hole. Well, that's okay. Let's go to I won't talk about that right now. Let's, right. let's go right. to something here before Steve goes into a point oh, that yeah. he wants mm -hmm. to make with us. And, and I want to bring up this something Joseph did not have his dad to lead him. When he was sold into the Ishmaelites, he had none of his family. Whoever intervened in his life, you've talked about your dad and how great he was, Bill, oh. many, many times. My dad may not have been a Christian, but he was ethical, and he had good morals, and I looked at him many times for direction. And Kyle has shared with us about his dad. Uh, his dad's still a fine man, great man. I've met him. Uh, I, I don't know if Steve's ever shared a carry, but Joseph did not have the benefit of having his family support him. He was, they were long gone. Uh, they thought he was dead during this time in which Steve has been sharing. And this is the period of time from which he was sold into slavery until he prospers and comes second to Pharaoh in the land of Egypt. And Steve has been going through some points yeah. about well, the, well, the management you, procedure. You were, I wanted to, you, you, want you, were to talking about, you were talking about why they really dislike okay. or hate right. Joseph. Okay. And, and okay. you're, you're going to go through okay. the text, but you know, here's where we, I mean, we, we, we do tend to view Joseph as, I don't want to say flawless, but I think some of his flaws get overlooked that we see at okay. the beginning. First of, all, first of all, his, fa his father okay. dotes on him. He's almost Absolutely. a grandchild. But, but if you look at the text, I think he's a little bit of a tattletale. Absolutely. Oh, no, Absolutely. <laughs> okay. no, he doesn't yeah. have a lot of smarts. And he's, he's, arrogant. Really he's arrogant. He's arrogant. Yeah, yes. you're going yes, yeah, to be working for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. you guys are going to call me boss. Okay, so real yeah. quick, we'll just go back yes. for a minute, back to the yeah. first. Mm -hmm. Why uh, uh, some of the reasons that his brothers hated him so much or his stepbrothers mm -hmm. hated him so much. And, and one of which was that his father dear, deeply loved him. Uh, verse 2, this is the history of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers, and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah. These are the handmaidens. Mm -hmm. They are not, none of the sons of Leah are there, which would be the other true wife of Jacob. So it's just the sort of second-hand sons that were produced from the handmaids. Okay? So Israel loved Joseph, verse 3, and this again is, is Genesis 37. If you want to read this, folks, another time and look at it a little more. Israel loved Joseph, who was also Jacob, as you know. Joseph, more than all his children, he loved him because he had him in his old age. And, and, and I might insert here Rachel's old age, too, because was, did, they've been Rachel around quite a few alive? years. Did Rachel die? Uh, what do we, no, not until okay. later. Benjamin okay. will come about. Still, right. Number 12 Sorry, is uh, Benjamin. Mm -hmm. When, when wow. Joseph okay, is eating, after Benjamin, Benjamin. Okay. Yes, after Benjamin. So, so Joseph, uh, Jacob made for Joseph a tunic of many colors, which we've all heard. That's the big point about the story of Joseph. <laughs> yeah. It was a coat of many colors. It was just beautiful. And, and my personal belief, it looked like royalty. It was probably made of the colors of, of, of purple. Of purple. Blue scarlet. and scarlet, which are yeah. royal colors back then. That would be very logical. Anyway, 
His brothers, and again, these are his stepbrothers, and these are the ones from the handmaids, <clears throat> saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers. They hated him, and they could not speak peaceably about him. And so they couldn't talk to him nicely. They couldn't talk about him nicely. Now, Joseph, now Joseph, we said Joseph doesn't have a lot of smarts here. <laughs> he had a dream, and he told his brothers the dream. And they hated him even more so of it because what the dream says, and he told them, he says, come, listen to my dream. I want to tell you about that I had. So he said, we were all binding sheaves. I think what you're what? Bundles of wheat, is that right? All right. We're binding sheaves. <laughs> Couldn't wait to rub in their face. Hey, I had a dream. Come, everybody, sit around the fire. Okay. Now, hear the dream, the dream. He says, my, my sheaf, my bundle of sheep, stood upright. And all of yours bound down around before me. He tells this to his brothers. Not very smart, especially when he's the youngest and they're all older. So his brothers said to him, Shall you indeed rule over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more. Then he dreamed another dream and told his brothers again and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream. And this time the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars. He didn't know he was going to have a little brother here. You know, 11 stars are 11 brothers, and there's only 11 right now, so that being a 12th brother. He says, at this time the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars bowed down to me. So he went and told his dad, not very bright again, and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come and bow down, to the, down to, on the earth to you? And so his brothers envied him, and his father kept the matter in his mind. Then his brothers went to feed their flocks in Shechem. So the, the point here is that uh, Joseph has said some things that angered him very, very intensely to the point that they, they want to kill him. And again, there may have been other things. We, don't, we have to remember, folks, the Bible doesn't include everything. There, the, the writing materials back then, writing utensils and paper was very expensive back then. So... We had two dreams. Yeah. So that, yes. that matter is driven home. Okay, but understand understand this. Nomadic society, okay, and they went around. Yes. Reuben was the oldest guy, okay? Multiple wives. Typically when you think of an older son, you think of one that's two or three years mm -hmm. older. He might have only been months older, okay? Than 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 the other than the other son. So it was a, it was a group of guys too. I don't think Joseph really understood. He needed to talk it up with someone. I don't think it was necessarily smart. You don't you don't get the idea that there was a, a community around these people. They were their own the nomadic clan. they were their own nomadic clan. So he hadn't necessarily been trained. Or, or anything, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, just I mean, like, we, just we, we don't know how he, how he right. approached we, Yeah, we don't like, know how he We really don't know if he was nasty but, about but, it or if he was... But uh, we do know <laughs> that he was totally favored. Mm -hmm. And I have seen that because I was raised mm -hmm. on a farm. The strongest son or the smartest son, based on what the father wanted or the most obedient son would be the favored not necessarily the oldest mm -hmm. one and so sure. they would put that sure. they would put that on it and the thing about it is it would change the dynamic uh, on the family and, and sometimes make it uh, absolutely acidic well no bill you, you read the first scriptures and then 
we look in the set of scriptures where he goes looking for his brother. His dad sends him out looking for his brothers. Mm -hmm. And this time it's all the brothers. It's so not just the brothers of the handmaid. Mm -hmm. So they all despise him. And what does he do? He goes out in the field looking for him, wearing his beautiful coat. Is he out of his mind? <laughs> I mean, there's no telling the how far he had to go. Away. Whoa, yeah, he there he is, coming he over is. the horizon. You see him coming from oh, yeah. right. right. So, yeah. Well, not so, just his brothers, but literally anybody that wanted to go. Yes, yeah. take, take the coat. That's exactly right. To a certain vanity. I mean, yes. really just, yeah. I mean, he's yes. or confidence or vanity. Oh, well, yeah. I, mean, I still uh, think he's a little young at this point. Yeah, confident. I, I agree. And and and, and uh, um, it is. I I think he was rather. He liked it, and oh, yes. I mean, come on, this is. Hey guys, this is like where I mean, he's. I I don't. I, I, He's taking this and he's wearing it every day. <laughs> in, in, you know, in a culture really where you didn't get a bath much, all they didn't have dry cleaning, and he's he's pretty proud of this. This is right. Yeah, you know, I, I, have, I absolutely agree. Now, Steve, you had something okay. that you brought up a little earlier about the oldest. Well, brother. here's where I bring it with, with because it brings into the end this men's group. I, I I wouldn't have brought it up in my own Bible study, but Reuben, um, Reuben is the oldest. Son, and that does carry weight no matter how his father may have felt about it. It carries an automatic stature. He is expected to be the leader. He, he, he's rather weaselly. Um, he, we are told, you know, and, and too bad Earl left because he, 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 he would have disagreed with me, but um, Reuben, yes, he talks them out of killing him. But it's not like he said, guys, we're... He, he, he said, okay, let's this throw him down. He, yeah, he, he doesn't dead. lead them. He, he, doesn't, he, he doesn't say, all right, we've had a few yucks, but no, we're not we're going not gonna, to do Right, right. We're he not going to do he doesn't, he doesn't demand. He's not the, he is not the um, forceful leader of the group. Instead, and we get this parenthetically, and, and people read it different ways. Oh, well, he, he, he goes along with them throwing... Or suggest they, they throw him in a cistern and it adds parenthetically, the scripture does, that, well, Reuben was going to come back later. So now we have him going along with the guys, yeah, right. but he's right. going to come back and, you know, Rescue be him. the guy quietly who rescues him. And so... It takes him to his dad. takes him to his dad. For favor, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Reuben, I don't think Reuben comes off that well. And later on, I mean, they do, he doesn't object to the whole slavery thing. Uh, he seems to go along with that. And for the years that Joseph is down in Egypt, he never once says to Jacob, you know, he didn't die. No. We didn't die. We sold him into slavery. He never comes clean. He keeps, you know, they, they all met, which is remarkable. Yeah, all, they all keep That's this right. conspiracy of, 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 of silence, which, which among 11 people, and you being a prosecutor, is pretty yeah. impressive. Usually <laughs> somebody <laughs> crap. Man, you would think somebody would crap. Absolutely. <laughs> so, hey, hey, you, hey, would gotten, you would have gotten one, one of them. You would have squeezed one. <laughs> My wife would have squeezed one. Oh, somebody. Yeah, but for Reuben, you know... So he's sitting there, they want to kill Joseph, whatever, and he's throwing a hypothesis out. Why don't we try this? I mean, could they have turned on him just as easily? I mean, you got ten guys already plotting against one. Right. Well, I think he, has some, well, we could, he has some some chops. 
I Man, there was two lions out there, not just one. And, right. Yeah. And I think there could have been some of that pressure mm -hmm. that it's like, okay, well, I see I'm not going to win this battle with these right. ten guys. Mm -hmm. So maybe we don't kill him. Maybe we do this. Instead, I'll be known for a sandwich. Instead of saving my brother, I'll be known for sauerkraut on rye. Better read down on Second Avenue Deli. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Every time I say his name, I salivate. We do know that he twists Judah's arm, too. Or something. Judah, of course, yes. I think Judah here is the. Judah decides. Uh, also, the same thing several verses later, and says, "Yeah, let's not kill him. Let's throw him in the pit, right? And decide what we're going to do later." And uh, and then that's when the caravan comes by the Ishmaelites, whatever everybody's selling with, and that comes out to what two two silver pieces a piece. I guess <laughs> so. I know. Them. Yeah. I, I think maybe <laughs> them, I, they sell them for twenty pieces of silver. Yeah. Well, they got it. They divided yeah. it out. It was like, easy, yeah. Human may have demanded yeah, you three. Can't, you can't make change for a shackle <laughs> in the desert. It's, it's hard, man. You know, here, let's take a rock. We'll knock a quarter of it off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're getting down to the end of this. I mean, this is a great story. It's a great study uh, for men. And one thing about it is, one thing about the Bible is the eternal truth. But actually, how the story is different based on not only your outlook, but your age and season of yeah. life. This story meant a lot. It, well, my son was in the class, and he's 20, mm -hmm. and he looks at this totally differently. Unfortunately, as we're getting away from larger families, a lot of people don't understand the dynamics of, of many siblings. I had four. And they were sisters, and we only had one bathroom. <laughs> Telling you what, that was a that was a nightmare. You were up early and to yeah. bed late. I guess. Yeah. Find a tree. You went out in the yard. That's right. I Find used, a tree. I used industrial strength deodorant. You know. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's a and, and there's something to be said about that. And as we look at it and examine it from all different points of view. I want to go ahead and just around the room get a summary from each of the fellas uh, as we close up. Podcast number 69. Going to start with Mr. Gary Cooley. Um, okay. Well. What's the takeaway? What my takeaway from this is that um, there's kind of two things that are combined here, but the, the three words I think of is willingness. He's willing to do whatever God wants him to do. Right. Um, Gratitude, because no matter what happens to him, he's still grateful. He ends up, you know, he's really grateful for all the things that happened to him at the end of the thing. Right. You know, that God brought him through it. And then, of course, the third one is forgiveness, because he, which kind of follows on the gratitude part, is right. that you forgive um, people that did you wrong in the first place. Um, but kind of like my overall arching idea behind the, of this story is that, you know, the true meaning in our lives really comes through our suffering. It's like oh. all the obstacles that have gone in our way, and we have to fight through them, whether it's in business or it's in home or it's in, or people are literally persecuting us or we've had a really bad, a couple really bad events that weren't planned. But being able to go through those things 
is really what gives the life the meaning in the first place, you know? And, and if you just sit around entertaining yourself your whole life, you probably don't really have just a whole heck of a lot of meaning. There's not a lot of depth there, so. Right. Very good. Deacon Kyle, your takeaway from the, uh, from the lesson. Uh, really, it's just the forgiveness, I think, is where we didn't touch a whole lot this evening. You know, and in the end, he said, okay, you guys did this, and yet God still brought me out better on the end. Even though you intended bad for me, I can still prosper, no matter what the ill intent from someone else is. We can right. still prosper. Excellent. Judge. Yeah, the, just to add to point what Kyle just said, if you, if you read the scriptures, folks, we left out hundreds of scriptures. We left oh, out yeah, so oh, many. Yeah, of the story. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. what Kyle just said was Joseph actually saw his brothers when they came. And folks, the part of the scripture we left out, Joseph's dreams came true that he told his brothers they would eventually one day kneel before him. And they did kneel before him. Through God's grace and hand, he became number two in the country of Egypt next to Pharaoh. And his brothers, and he, what he did, God put him in that position to store food for a great famine that was going to come to Egypt. And Joseph did this part. He saved up a tremendous amount of food, and eventually all the countries around Egypt also had the famine too. The first seven years was prosperity, the second seven years was famine, and then after that... Uh, things went back to normal. But during that seven years of famine, his whole family had to come and get food and grain from Egypt. And Joseph was in charge of distributing the grain, whoever came and wanted to purchase it. And by the time his family came and his brothers stood before him, he recognized them, and he had already forgiven them. As soon as he saw them, he started, his heart just the broke, but he, he asked his heart, I wonder if in fact they will be remorseful for what they did and sold me into slavery. But the story is just tremendous, folks. You need to read it uh, on your own. And I'm going to read just a few scriptures real quick, Romans 8, 28. It's something the author of the book wanted us to look at through the, uh, 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 through the story. And that's simply, first of all, bad things do happen to good people. Bad things do happen to Christians. The question, Bill always points this out, is... How are we going to respond to what happens to us when bad things do come about? And Romans 8, 28, folks, you've all read it, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. 29, for whom he did foreknow, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, and that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? And Joseph is a great example of this. His brothers were against him, but God was for him. And we saw the end come out where Joseph was, in fact. God lifted him up and was with him completely. Yeah, see, Joseph didn't say, uh, yeah, see, I told you so. Here you guys are. You're nailed. Remember that dream? Yeah, yeah, remember, that yeah dream, remember that dream? Yeah, that was me. Um, Steve. <laughs> well, that's the, the, the forgiveness aspect drives on what is really 
countercultural about the story, even this far back in the Bible, this early in the Bible. We love the Count of Monte Cristo type story that kind of sets the agenda where we're with the hero. We're with the hero as he suffers all sorts of injustices, thrown in prison, all his enemies gang up against him, and he has to bit by bit crawl out of it, but then he gets wealthy, and then we watch him exact his revenge on all the people who heard him, and we go, oh, right. great, what a great story it was, and, and you know, the whole justice of it. Here we have grace. Uh, Joseph, Joseph says, Joseph forbears. Um, the, the guy looks at um, Genesis 50 verses 19 through 21 and say there's a, almost a perfect example of forgiveness and, and faith and forbearance. It, it's a simply three sentences. Uh, Joseph said to them, don't, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? He says, "No, just, just judgment is not mine. Uh, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm not God. God will judge you. But here I am. I'm going to love you." And he, then he says, "God intended it for good. Whatever you intended, God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done—the savings of many lives." And he was in a position where, during the famine, he did save many lives, in part because he was sold into slavery. Yes. Yeah, ironically yes, enough. And he had, at that point, the wisdom to look back and say, well, look at that, what that came out of it. Um, maybe I, I didn't know what was going on at the time, but look what, ha look what happened as a result. Yes. And finally, he says at the end, I will provide for you and your children. He repays evil with affection. He did not have to do this, and many people would have felt, well, he <coughs> certainly was justified in not doing anything about it. What, where were these guys? Uh, but it's it's that's what it's about forgiveness, uh, kindness, love. Um, just saying to heck with it. Look 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 at the good stuff that came out of this, no matter how it was, twenty thirty years ago. Right. Yeah. And of course, it's uh, it, it's imagery for the the Messiah story, mm -hmm. obviously, yes. because he comes yes. down. We 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 basically kill him off mm -hmm. as best we can, and then he rises yes. up again, yes. and then he has grace. To give to us. Well, that's right. Better whole, exactly. Whole so that's the whole point of this. Exactly. Right. Rescue yeah. and redemption. Very good. <clears throat> and with that, uh, I want to get uh, Deacon Kyle to go ahead and pray us out. A <clears throat> couple of quick shout outs. We got uh, Robert out tonight for his son Cameron's oh, birthday. Oh, that's right. So happy birthday, Cameron. And uh, Carlos Jovel, uh, one of our other deacons, is now a follower of our Facebook, as well as Steve's son, Nicholas. So, <laughs> some of our recent followers. So, we're reaching guys of all age. How old's Nicholas? He's 15. 15. Oh, well, he's, so, well, he's one of our younger listeners, but uh, right. love to have him as well. You didn't log in for him and join, did you? No. <laughs> Trying to push our ratings. Hey, we don't, yeah, hey, we don't get our numbers. <laughs> All right, uh, Father, bless these gentlemen. All that are here tonight, the ones that are missing, the ones that are listening, all that are listening, help us to hear what you want us to hear. Help these stories and the thoughts and ideas that these fellows bring to the table here. Help, it, help us to really make an impact on your life, on others. Help us to get through the tough times. 
that in this story, things were thrown at Joseph that uh, he was finding a way to overcome them and make good and see the good and always be that glorious heart and praising as he should, which is so hard for us to do so often when we are faced with that challenge. Help us to see your path, your plans, and your will. Also help us to forgive for those that uh, challenge our will, shall we say. Help us to be better for each other and better for others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And this is Man Up. We feel that faith is a muscle that needs to be exercised. And that's what we do here on the Man Up podcast every week. And you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, and we even have a YouTube channel as well. So we invite each and every one of you to get involved in a local Bible-based church Get involved in a Sunday school or ABF, one that's men only. And if there is one, start one. This is Man Up! You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place! You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.